Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It's podcast time, Growing in Grace with Mike and Joel once again. Thanks for taking the time out to be with us for another Grace Chat. Joel, it's always good to get together on these little gigs. And, uh, you know, we'd like some feedback, I think, from people, too. If you're a a somewhat dedicated listener or you check in with us from time to time, one thing I've always wondered about is how, how do people like our 14-minute podcast, would they rather see something shorter, longer, 5 minutes, 10, 30 seconds? I mean, how much grace can you squeeze into a certain amount of time? Uh, that, that is the question. Yeah, I've thought about that, too. I've Over the years, you know, we've been in radio, and of course, a lot of our listeners have listened to Christian radio, and they have some of these uh, ministries have a maybe a one-minute or a two-minute little daily thing. And uh, sometimes they're able to put a lot of stuff into that uh, minute or two. And uh, then, of course, you have the longer programs uh, on the radio. And we have received some compliments from people over the years saying that this is something that should be on the radio, that we're, you know, radio quality. Uh, And I think that's true, too. I think that uh, as our little casual conversation each each week progresses, it's it's something that I think a lot of people would like to listen to. And so, indeed, what what Cap is saying there, is the length of this program something that you like? Uh, Is there something you uh, dislike about the time? Or just anything in general, comments that you have about the podcast, we'd like to know if uh, this is helping you or or how uh, the grace of God is affecting you in your life in in any way. It'd just be awesome to hear from people. And you can get our uh, contact info on the uh, website, growingingrace.org. Well, you know, our goal here at Growing in Grace is to make each program better than the one before. <laughs> now... Uh, for those of you who didn't catch last week's podcast, go back to growingandgrace.org and check it out because I was just being funny right there. So if you gave last week a 10, then, hey, how can we improve on that? I guess we'll have to change the rating process. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's talk some more about uh, some of the things we talked about last week. Actually, we're trying to move forward here, but we sort of left off in the last minute or so of the program last week. Joel, you, you brought up being disappointed with ourselves is a reflection that we were probably believing in ourselves, which is not a good thing. Right. When I think about it, the whole idea of believing in ourselves, in a, in a sense, is what the Old Covenant was about. The Old Covenant was about try, you know, God giving commandments, things that people were supposed to follow. Uh, they were supposed to walk by these things, and they would get blessings if they kept it, and curses if they didn't keep it. And ultimately, as uh, the Apostle James said, that if uh, they fell short and even break, if they broke even one commandment, it was as if they broke the whole thing, because by breaking one commandment, you become a lawbreaker, and uh, therefore you have fallen short of the perfection of God's standard. And so the thing about that is that under the Old Covenant, it was about, in, in a sense, me believing in myself and my ability to keep God's commandments and, and do good. Whereas, in Christ, that changed completely. It's 100% different. 
the new covenant is not based on the old covenant at all. It's a brand new thing that is based upon belief in Christ. It's based upon the work of Christ, what he has done. Instead of believing in what I can do, it's believing in what he has done. Because in the old covenant, God said they did not continue in it. So a place was needed for a new one. And again, uh, this new one is based upon what Christ has done and not what we do. Can you imagine signing a contract that had 1,613 provisions for you to abide by, and if you broke one, the fine print said that you broke every one of them? (laughs) All right, 613, right? Yeah, what did I say? 1,613. I thought you were adding to the Word of God. 613. Imagine being able to keep 612 of them. No. I mean, just, I mean, suppose, just suppose you did it somehow through some miraculous strength of God working through you that you kept 612 commands, but you messed up on one, One. the Sabbath or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, you fell short. Well, what a drag, right? And so I like what you said there, Joel, about this, the, the difference between the old and the new covenant, because the old really was more about people trying to improve themselves and to to be acceptable. Yes, they failed. Yes, they'd go back to the animal sacrifices and the priest and and, uh, other ceremonial things. Uh, And then they'd start all over again, but it was always the same result. And so the real key here is uh, understanding that you are in Christ now. We we no longer abide by the law of the commandments, but we we abide by the, the life of Christ. And so um, this is this is a good thing, and we just want to encourage you to just try to rightly divide that just a little bit because it's it's easy to it's it's easy to confuse self confidence. You know, some people might say, "Well, I I believe in myself. I think I can do this," and you know, you might think we're splitting hairs here, but probably the a good attitude under grace might be God has gifted me with some abilities. And I, I know that I have accomplished these things before, and I know I can do them again with the help of God working through me. I mean, otherwise, it's it's real easy to get caught up in the flesh and in, in trusting in our own abilities instead of giving the credit to the one who gave us life to begin with. Right. That's exactly it. He is the one who gave us the life that we have and, and the gifts that we have. And, and so, in a sense, the bottom line for me is who— do you believe in? Do you believe in yourself, or do you believe in God? Do you believe in your abilities, your ability to maintain a certain level of performance for God, or do you believe in what God has already done for you through Jesus Christ, through the work, the perfect, finished work of Jesus Christ? That's really what Christianity is about. That's what life in Christ is about. It's the difference between me Believing in myself and my own works and efforts uh, versus believing in the efforts, the the finished work of Jesus Christ. And that's, people can go different ways with this. Some people, as we sort of started talking about last week, can become disappointed in themselves when they feel they're not living up to a certain level or standard of performance. Other people become prideful, become full of pride. They become proud. And maybe some people have a little mixture of, of both. Some people in some areas, they feel very low in their uh, level of, of, of pride. And, other, and, and then in other areas, they feel really proud about their own works. But either way, 
when we're proud in that sense of our performance for God, we're missing again. We're missing the fact that it's not about our performance for God, but it's about his work, as we talked about last week, his work in us. Yeah, I mean, imagine a couple of uh, little kids going to school. You got Moses Jr. and you got Aaron Jr. And uh, they take this test with 613 questions on it. And Moses Jr. gets 612 right. He's all excited about it. He gets home. And the parents are saying, how'd you, how'd you do on the big test? He said, well, I got 612 on a 613, but I still got an F. I failed. Whereas Aaron Jr. comes along and uh, took the same test, but the, the one question he got right was, uh, you know, belief in Christ. And, uh, <laughs> mm. and so that's where we're at. We are in Christ. That is the place to be. Forget about the other questions on the test because... There's really only one important you know, question on this quiz, so to speak. I'm, I'm you know, not talking about test in the true sense of the word here, but I'm just talking about the fact that we have one decision to make, and that's to believe in him or not. And um, just be careful about you know, that, that self-centered belief that sometimes tries to creep up, and in any of us that can happen. Yeah, because the reality is that in and of ourselves, we don't have any standing in front of God. In and of ourselves, that is, like you say, whether a person does 612 out of the 613 laws and commandments, or whether a person keeps a handful of them, and in fact, not only maybe just keeps a handful of them, but does a whole bunch of things wrong on top of the the few things that they're doing good. Or let's just say a person has a 50-50 balance. I've been 50% good, I've been 50% bad, or I've been 51% good and 49% bad and thinking, well, my good outweighs my bad. None of that, 99%, 1% or whatever, and even 100%, none of our deeds gives us any standing before God. We have no standing before God by what we do. It's all about what he has done, and that's the point I think that we're trying to make here, is that whether we're disappointed in ourselves because of our lack of performance or prideful about our great performance, because we can often compare ourselves to other people, and I'm doing so much better than that person over there, or I don't feel like I'm living up to the same standard that that other person's living up to. Either way, it's not about that. It's about the, the work that God has done himself. Well, and what you said there is really important that I think we need to, to focus on this for just a minute because there are a lot of people out there in the religious world and Christian circles who have beaten themselves up or been beaten up perhaps by their own church in mm-hmm. some cases or the people inside of it because they, they, just, they, they were beating themselves up because they, they didn't feel like they were living up to their expectations of what they think they should be as a Christian, or God's expectations of what they think um, is being expected out of them. And they just beat themselves up. They, they feel guilty. They, they get discouraged. And, and considering what you just said a moment ago, Joel, why would anybody feel that way knowing that we have no standing before God based on any one single act that we do? That's not why we're in Christ. It's not because of our ability to somehow maintain a certain level of works that are acceptable to him, to us, to our church folk, to the in-laws, whoever it is. It's never going to it's just never there. It's 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 got nothing it's got nothing to do with the righteousness of God in you. 
And so keep that in mind because that when, when the enemy comes around and tries to um, put some sort of guilt trip on you and throw a little bag of condemnation over your head, I hope you'll maybe think back to what we're talking about here today and, and realize this, this isn't about us. It's, it's always been about Christ. And all we have to do is simply believe in what's already been taken care of. Yeah, that's right. You know, I heard a, a quote today that sort of fits into this. Not exactly, but um, no matter what a person's political innings are, and this actually goes back quite a ways to uh, Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. And uh, in the context that we're talking about, obviously he wasn't talking about it in this context, but when we compare ourselves to other people, whether we think we're better than other people in our works or whether we think are worse in our performance or whatever, or even when we try to compare ourselves to the perfect standard of God's law, that is a thief of joy because our joy in Christ really should come from what he has done and uh, where he has placed us, not by our own works, but through what he has done. And so let your joy be in what Christ has accomplished for you and rest in that. Just rest in what he has done, and you'll find that uh, this life in Christ is a long series of good news. And uh, that's what we're here about. That's what we're here doing, talking about the good news on Growing in Grace. And we'll talk uh, some more good news next week, right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.